Tonight on Country Squire Radio, we're starting off with a pipe smoking one-on-one, teaching you how to light your pipe and giving just the best practices that go a long way for some of you who've been smoking your pipe for quite some time. Also, we've got a pipe question of the week all about Frogmorton and how to live in the world that we live in right now with such limited access to Frogmorton. Uh, All that with quickfire questions, listener feedback, and more happening right now on Country Squire Radio. This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> it's been a fun uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, just uh, rocking and rolling. Yeah, yes, lots of... Lots of rest, and um, man, it's been beautiful around here. Went to uh, went to a wedding this weekend. Did you went really? To, uh, uh, the wedding of uh, of the the former pipe carver that we know and love, uh, Two Cones. That's right. Yeah, he got, did just got, went, went and got hitched. So, uh, man, yeah, that was. Uh, what was she that thinking? Was good. I, I I don't know. I, obviously, she hasn't woke up for woken up from her uh, you know <laughs> uh, state yet. But yeah, she's uh, man. He he found her a, a real keeper. So, Absolutely. Uh, man, it was it was really nice. But saw a lot of pipe uh, country squire friends there and. Um, yeah, man, it's been a, been a fun, fun season, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so I, I spent the last couple of days in Atlanta, uh, participating in a, uh, kind of a, a, a podcast, uh, live show group meetup. I, I don't know exactly what to call it, but it was a Stark Expo. Uh, the, the, the big headline podcast was, uh, with Brian Austin Green, who okay. of course we know, uh, not from his time on 90210, but because he was the right. uh, creator of bagpipes. No, uh, that's right. And, uh, Anyway, it was it was a really it was an interesting weekend, and it was an interesting um you know I'd I'd never I had not realized the nine zero two one zero fan community uh was what it was. It's, it's probably still kind of hardcore. Yeah, huh? there's I mean, some, I would think I don't know. There's some serious hardcore fans out there, and so it was interesting to see kind Didn't of. Didn't they have a reboot of nine zero two one zero? I think they talked about it or thing? something like. No, I, you know, I think there was one. That does sound it, right. Yeah, it was even even crummier. All right, well, well, here's here's the interesting thing. So, you know, that it was it was a fun experience, uh, you know, hanging out with Brian, hanging out with a, a bunch of friends that I hadn't seen in a while. But the uh, the amazing thing was, me and my wife, we went out to breakfast. I say amazing, it's not that amazing. It's just an interesting story. Yeah. We went out to breakfast, and uh, we went to this place. Everybody said, if you're going to go to Atlanta, you got to eat at the Flying Biscuit. It is like the breakfast place. The Flying Biscuit. Yeah, and of course, I'm a, I'm a big breakfast guy. I think so. when you eat biscuits, the last thing you think about is flying. Oh, that's that. that mem- you, you think you think more about a, a napping. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, everybody said this is like the place to be. And yeah. So we go, and you know, it's it's kind of a long wait, probably about a 45 minute wait. And it's a small location. You know, there's not like a whole lot of standing room. So everybody that's waiting is waiting outside. Uh, we finally get, you know, our name called. We go in. We, they seat us at the bar. We're, we're totally cool with that. Love sitting at the breakfast bar. And uh, as we're sitting and talking, somebody like squeezes in behind me and is standing like right up behind me. Like with their like. You kind like, of feel them like breathing down your neck. Exactly. Kind of <laughs> and I thought, and I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, me and my wife, we're, we're enjoying some, uh, some rare time with no children. You know, this is a, a fun breakfast. I'm like is this person like really just like standing in here, like just trying to make his presence aware? Cause everybody's waiting outside. Like, why are you waiting inside? Right. Like, what, right. What are you doing here? And I overhear him say something to somebody about, Oh, you know, we just came from New York and I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it. So this is like, this is like the whole New York attitude, you know, in, in New York, if you want to, you know, everybody's all crammed hey, in you there. You got to belly everything. up to the bar. Yeah. And so hey, I make yourself known. And I was, I'm, I'm about to turn around and say something to this guy. And I turn, I look, it's Charles Barkley. Wow. It was Charles Barkley. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> that is funny because they actually almost sat him next to us at the bar. Which That's I, awesome. I was kind of perturbed about because I'm like, this dude, like everybody's going to come talk to him and I'm just trying to have a nice time with my wife. Right. And, uh, but fortunately his wife would wanted them to sit at a table. So they actually waited outside until a table came. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So I I'm, imagine Charles Barkley did not wait very long for a table. I, I, I would think probably not. He, he, I mean, who knows? He had but, a shorter wait you know, than we did, but he did right. actually, I mean, they did, you well, know, that's good. They made, legitimately, him through, made him jump through the hoops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they weren't going to make him jump through the hoops, hoops <laughs> if he sat at the bar, but since they wanted the table, they had to wait. So it was, it was really, <laughs> that's it was, pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. interesting. I'd like to see Charles Barkley smoke a pipe. Sure. 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 Charles. <laughs> I, I'm sure it would be something very ostentatious, you know, incredibly. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, and and just to prove, by the way, that I am still me. Split second, thought he was Shaq. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was like, exactly. it's Shaquille. No, what? Ch- Ch- Charles Bark. That's the one. It's and, Charles Barkley. And, and, and you wanted to walk up to him, and be like, man, I, I really I, love, I love when your... you played on like the New York Jets or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Your your <laughs> baseball sport, game wrong is team. out of the yeah. house. No, that's, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So that was uh, but cool, it was a fun man. Weekend. That's great. Of course, a lot of fun weekends that we have to look forward to. Gosh, yeah, there's just so much going on here in the next couple of months. And, of course, 
uh, you know, dates for events keep uh, tri- trickling out here that we're really excited about. So uh, the Country Squire Grand Reopening is on oh. September 20th, and oh. we're uh, we're so excited about that. That's a Thursday night from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, <laughs> at Ye Old Pipe Shop here in Jackson, Mississippi. And so uh, it, we've got some folks coming from other parts of the of the country and the state, but uh, man, if you're if you're in town, we'd love to love to have you join us. So 48 p.m. Uh, Perdomo Cigars will be there, kind of doing a bunch of a uh, bunch of gifts and everything, and and uh, things of that nature. Um, uh, Lucky Town uh, Beer will we'll have a have a booth there, which will be a lot of fun. So, really, uh, we're excited about that. They'll be uh, doing some seasonal stuff and kind of uh, you know giving some recommendations on tasting and things of that nature. So. Uh, if you're if you're into craft beer, it's a, a good spot to come to. Uh, all month long at the Country Squire, we are having a Chacom, uh pipe trunk show. So it's a it's a mini trunk show. They they sent us uh you know about about twenty four pipes something like that. But it's a uh, just a real beautiful selection of some of their newer uh, more hot selling stuff. And uh, all those pipes are twenty percent off, which is pretty cool. We're also having a raffle uh, this this month uh, for September. All this kind of in conjunction with the grand reopening of the right, shop. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you can uh, purchase a raffle ticket uh, through our website or uh, in the store, uh, but the winner of the raffle will get to pick one of two items. Uh, if you win the raffle, you'll either get to pick the uh, the Peterson Amber Stem Spigot Pipe, uh, which retails for $440. Interesting. Or, okay, okay, if okay. you're a cigar guy, you'll get to pick the, um, the full unopened box of uh, Camacho uh, 2005 Throwback Liberty Cigars, uh, which are just stunning. They, they come in these little wooden... Uh, individual boxes are all wrapped up real beautiful uh. big red white and blue uh flag box really really cool and that that box retails for for four hundred fifty dollars as well Interesting. So whoever wins the raffle is going to make out like a bandit they, they're uh, gonna do good it, it, it'll be a lot of fun but um yeah so anyway that that's going on all month um Texas Pipe Show, of course, October sixth, uh, Pop Safari Room. Are you in, ready in uh, in Fort Worth? I, I'm I'm getting there. Yeah, okay, I, right. I'm, I'm getting there. I gotta <laughs> I gotta hone my skills a little bit, do a little more prep. But yeah, we're uh, we're fired up about that. Of course, uh, that's in October sixth in Fort Worth. The night before, at a different location, which I'm, I'm I cannot remember off the top of my head currently, but uh, they'll be doing a blending class that they've um, you know graciously invited me to to come put put on. So we're excited about that. You can learn more at texaspipeshow.com. The Long Smoke Competition and Jackson Pipe Night uh, will be November 1st Ooh, uh, of it this is year. On? November 1st. And so that will be um, Thursday night this year. First time we've ever done a Thursday yeah. night. But uh, graciously and generously sponsored by uh, Law DC, which of course is uh, the American distributor for uh, Savinelli uh, Cornell and Deal, GLPs, and uh, and now uh, in in a very short order, uh, Peterson, which will be which will be great. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a special one, man. I, I'm kind of curious. Do you know yet? Um, like if we have any out of towners coming in for that competition? I know we've got at least one. Yeah. but that that's all I know. Yeah, this will be this will be a fun one for a, a number of reasons. But uh, this is the first time we'll have a sponsor on site for the event, which will be. Uh, really cool. Our, oh, and just um, the site of the event, and the site of the event, of course, is uh, is a first as well. And um, I, I don't know. There's some other fun quirks I think that'll make this one pretty memorable. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I, you know, I want to strongly encourage listeners to. I mean, like people, people can Jackson register Pipe even Nights if they're a not lot here. Of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So if, if you know, if if you're thinking, you know, a lot of you, you know, we see all the time, like, oh, I want to make my trek or I want to go up there, and then a lot of people are like, hey, I'm here, and we're like, ah, oh, we're not. <laughs> we love yeah, to, exactly. We love to yeah. connect. This is a good time to come, and Great we will definitely be here. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, man, it it should be a lot. Of fun tickets are not on sale yet for that but we'll go on sale uh here probably within the next three weeks i would say uh and you can buy those on our website um and so anyway stay stay tuned for that but the date is set and that is november 1st all right november 1st i'm yes, pretty Thursday sure night. and I, I should definitely be in town i think november man over the next November's couple of weeks a wreck, dude for a for a lot of people yeah yeah for, it, for, it's it's not for me it's going to be like a breath of fresh air because like i'm constantly like traveling over the next several weeks i mean you know greece we've, we've got a, a fun uh, you know, uh, the trip my wife and I that yeah, we're, that's we're right. Really that's looking right. forward to. We've been looking forward to this trip since before we were married. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but we got we got that coming up. Then I'm going to be in like upstate New York, and then Chicago, and then uh, we've got another uh, another event that's coming up that I'm blanking on at the moment. Uh, but I'm just like constantly like like gone, 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 gone <laughs> almost every single weekend. <laughs> and I think that once we finally get to November, it'll be kind of a, a nice break. That's good, man. I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that. It's yeah. it's amazing when you can call like the holidays a break. Right? I know, right? <laughs> 
I'm trying to. I've you know I've noticed. Yeah, I've watched other people. Uh, you know that that have various podcasts. They try to take a a, a break during the holidays. But yeah. not Country Squire Radio. We no. got you with game, like game tons on, of great baby. stuff. Yep. It's gonna no, be that's gonna be a lot it. of fun. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, speaking of which, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. We're doing uh you know we're doing a one hundred and one esque episode, and that is exactly what it sounds like. It's a episode with kind of a topic uh, and advice that are kind of centered towards. Uh, newer pipe smokers. You know, a lot of times whenever somebody's picking up the pipe, especially in the modern era, what do they do? They go to Google, they start searching, they start looking for advice on how to smoke a pipe. Uh, YouTube is a, is a great place for people to, you know, find uh, advice. Uh, just Google blogs, that sort of thing as well. And podcasting as well. And in many respects, doing a pipe smoking 101 type of episode is kind of part of the mandate of why this podcast exists, right? We want to help those that are kind no, of that's entering right. into the community of yeah. pipe smokers. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen over and over again, a lot of people write in, hey, I picked up a pipe. First thing I did was I headed over to iTunes or headed over to Google, and I found you guys as kind of a way. I needed a podcast to kind of help bring me into uh, into the community, into, into the hobby. So tonight, we're talking about how you light your pipe. It's for you new guys, but also for some of you who might be have been around, you might learn a thing or two, uh, you know, the old dog, new tricks and all that kind of good stuff. No, that's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be honest, it's something as long as I've smoked a pipe, I've kind of evolved on over the years. And we'll talk about some of those things. But, um, you know, the, there are there's some tricks that pop up that occasionally um, it can really help the new pipe smoker and the more seasoned smoker. So, you know, lighting your pipe seems like, Bo, it would be really straightforward, right? You, you put the tobacco in the bowl. Um, you know, maybe there's a little technique to, to packing it, but right. then you just light it and, uh, and, and, and that's it, right? Yeah, it, you, you take some puffs on it, you get it lit, lots of smoke, uh, and, <laughs> and, and then you're good to go, right? I would even argue that most people that are starting out fresh, you, you mentioned just your two, like, oh, this is real simple. Here are the steps. And some of them right. are like frantically writing out. I didn't know you had to puff. Like what are you talking about? You don't, you don't just light it on fire and then <laughs> it's puff, Does puffing, uh, <laughs> in, involve inhaling or right? Yeah. What, right. what, what, what's happening here? Yeah. It, it, it's true. You know, you, we, we think of it as generally uh, you know, straightforward, but you know, there are some, uh, techniques that, you know, if you don't follow, I think you'll be frustrated kind of mm. as you get into the, uh, the experience of smoking your pipe. And so we're just going to talk about a few of those. Um, one thing, uh, that a lot of folks ignore and, you know, to be honest, I, I had, I ignored for uh, a very long time is the, uh, utility of the, the false light or the charring light. Okay. So, the false light. False light. Now this is something that over the past eh, probably year, I've started to do more often than I than I had in the past. Really, in the past, I'd really uh, just pack my pipe with a three step method, um, and and then lit my pipe from from that point without doing anything uh, in particular, other than just making sure it's real evenly lit and then tamping. Um, I've kind of modified that a little bit just to and uh, yeah, it seemed to experiment some here and there, and it it has seemed to help. I'll let you know uh, kind of how that works. But the the charring light, uh, this false light, seems to be uh, something that is that is really helpful. So the the idea here is that you're trying to even out the tobacco uh, that has formed into pockets, both structurally in the bowl, but also uh, with moisture uh, inside the bowl. And so huh, you're okay. you're trying to even out the the tobacco structure. You're trying to get it to expand uh, in places where it's maybe packed a little too tightly. And then you're also trying to reduce this content of moisture. Uh, with your false light, and so that the idea is you're going to take your take your lighting implement, uh, whether it be a, a lighter or a match, um, and you'll you'll go over the whole bowl in a circular fashion, uh, just like you would, you know, if you're lighting your pipe normally. Uh, you're going to take several deep puffs. The idea is not to get your pipe to stay lit here. Okay, the idea is to make that top layer of tobacco uh, get settled, mm -hmm. and and if that means it needs to rise up, this is really helpful in a lot of flake tobaccos, and maybe that's why I've started. Uh, you know, doing this more because it does seem to be more, uh, more helpful with flakes. Uh, you know, over over a period of time. But um, as as you move that uh, match or lighter over the tobacco, the the tobacco once it's exposed through those puffs is gonna uh, it's gonna rise up. It's gonna unfurl. Uh, it's like kind of spreading its wings a little bit there. And you're also reducing the moisture uh, content that down the road is gonna hinder your pipe uh, from getting lit. And so uh, you know that's. That's what you're doing now. Now, once the you know the, again, the goal is not to get a deep light. The goal is to uh, get the tobacco, tobacco to stabilize, uh, to even out, and to uh, you know e expose any kind of moisture or uh, irregularities that might be there. I mean, you know, I, it sounds in a similar method, although obviously serving a very different purpose. Yeah, like if you were to say char a steak, 
right? Like you're, yeah, you're, just, yeah. you're just cooking the Absolutely. exterior as opposed to actually trying to cook the interior. Yeah. Uh, but again, it serves a very different purpose here. Well, but the, the concept is similar, mm. you know, I would think. Yeah. And, and, and even with the steak, I guess you're trying to, you know, sear the outside to kind of affect what's happening on the inside. Right. And with the pipe, you're doing, you know, doing something, something similar. Um, now, now once you've, once you've charred your pipe, you let it die. This is where, again, you, you're just trying to get a real even, uh, you might take six or, you know, eight puffs on it and then just let it die. Um, and, and, and at this point, a lot of folks mess up here, uh, because you, you have to tamp the ashes down. Okay. Before you get your really, your, your real light, your true light. Now, when you're tamping your ashes after the false light, you know, this is where, you know, folks can mess up because you're applying too much pressure. Right. You just want to, we're talking about barely, you know, really even the weight of the tamp itself. I mean, we're talking not, not a lot of pressure here. The goal in tamping after the false light is to reduce the ashes and reduce the, the, you know, curled up tobacco back down to an even layer. That's all you're trying to do is even out the top layer of tobacco there. Okay. So, so if you're, if you're, um, we've talked to before about how tobacco leaves like to curl up almost like, you know, if you light a, here in the South, we have a lot of pine trees. If you light a campfire, uh, and, and it's got pine straw in it, when those pine needles get caught on fire, they, they tend to curl up real quick. You know, they're going to curl mm-hmm. up, uh, and, and, um, you know, kind of show out like that real quick. So you're, you're just taking those tobacco leaves that have curled up and you're forcing them back down into the into the fire. But really with the after your charring light, you just want to give a, a very gentle tamp, uh, something just to even out that top layer of, uh, of ash. So uh, again, just forcing those curled up leaves to, to go back down. Uh, to an even layer. Hmm. So, what? Yeah, I, and I, I like that you kind of point yeah. that out because I mean, you mentioned it at the beginning, and, and we've done an entire one hundred and one episode on packing your pipe and and what the method is there. But I mean, you know, ideally, you do want to maintain that consistency, which is why you start off very loose, a little bit tighter, and then you kind of put put the tightest at the back at the yeah. back end because yeah. you want them all to kind of have that that you know that level playing field. Uh, however, if you do kind of put down that pressure, then you're, it's just as bad as if you're like like smashing your tobacco in from the beginning. Yeah. Right. No, that that's that's right. Yeah, you you really have to um, give your pipe the opportunity to breathe. The whole point about you know putting it in tightly at the end is just a good uh, a good way to get those get those leaves to kind of cross cross pollinate. That's right. If you yeah, will yeah. kind of kind of cross ember over and 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 you know to catch each other on fire and to stay lit. So. Um, man, anyway, I think that's, uh, th- think that'll be, um, helpful down the road. Now, you know, you've, you've false lit your pipe, you've tamped it, uh, there at the beginning. It's such a, um, it's such a funny thing to say. Like you false lit the pipe as if that, because yeah. that's a good thing. That's what you no, want right. to do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, just false. It's you just, liar. You false lit the exactly. pipe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you went through your false light, you tamped it very gently after that. Uh, now it's time for your real light. Now the key, uh, to a long, cool burn is the real light. Um, you start by moving uh, you know, after you strike your match or your, or, you know, your lighter, you're going to move again in circles, just like you would at the end of a cigar, uh, or, or whatever you're, you're taking that, you know, uh, lighting tool and you're going around in a, in a very gentle, slow circle. Um, and you take several deep puffs typically, mm. and we're, you know, we're talking six to eight, maybe 10 deep puffs. Uh, you're trying to get that, that, uh, that flame deep in that bowl uh, we're talking lots of billowing smoke here. Again, for the new newbies, you'll, you're not inhaling through this. You're also trying to hold your pipe at an angle where you're not blowing your lighter or match out. You know that that's something Ooh, that yes. a lot of people struggle with. Very you know, important. they'll as they puff, they're blowing their lighter out. You know, each time, and so you're trying not to do that. You're you're puffing, uh, maybe holding your pipe uh, down and away from uh, where your breath is is being exposed. Um, but again, moving in a circle, deep puffs, six to eight puffs. Uh, you may feel heat on your tongue during this time, but again, if you get a really good light, uh, the tongue bite uh, will dissipate uh, shortly, and you'll uh, you'll experience much less of it throughout your smoke uh, because you got a good light on the first the first time. So if you're um, you know if you're experiencing a little heft on the on the tongue at first, uh, you know just kind of be patient with it, and uh, once you get your pipe simmering, it'll it'll kind of cool down. You know when you're cooking, a lot of times. Uh, in you know recipes or instructions will tell you to bring your pot to or bring the bring the dish to a boil and then reduce it to simmer. Reduce it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're doing the same thing with your pipe. You're bringing your pipe to a boil and then you're reducing it to a simmer. And that's the idea here. You're trying to get a real um a real even uh deep you know consistent burn uh you know where the structure of the tobacco in the bowl is very 
uh, integrated, and then and then you're letting it simmer down and, and burn at a cooler at a cooler temperature, right? So, uh, which I think is really helpful. Now, once you've got uh, several you know deep puffs going, lots of billowing smoke that flames deep in there. Um, uh, this is something that I've found really helpful. I take a lot of short, shallow puffs at this point. Uh, so imagine those deep puffs, you know, th- you know, you're getting that flame deep in there. And now you're going to alternate with taking several short, shallow puffs. Now, imagine holding the flame over your bowl and then just getting, taking small puffs where that flame is just gently kissing the top layer of tobacco that's on the, that's on the very top of the bowl. What you're doing here. Uh, and and you'll you'll do that for six or eight times as well. Uh, what what you're doing here is you're taking the hottest part of that flame uh, and and you're exposing the very top of the tobacco to it very consistently and intentionally. And so mm. you've gotten the flame deep in there, and now you're going to get that real top layer just almost uh, almost caramelized. You know, we're talking like um you know like a creme brulee or something, right? And so <laughs> you know you really want that top layer to just just be just be going really good. And so huh. those short puffs alternated with the long puffs uh, a lot of times can be really helpful. Now, you're going to smoke it for a minute or two and then you tamp your pipe. Uh and and that's it, right? So you've uh you know you've packed your pipe, uh we light it, uh we do our false light, uh we gently tamp it and then we do our full light. Uh, and, and then we, in our full light, we're taking long puffs and then short puffs, maybe alternating long and short puffs, giving it a few minutes to really simmer. And then that's kind of when, you know, if the recipe calls for you to put your lid on your stuff and, and, and to smoke it, that's when you're going to tamp it and, uh, and then, and then go about your smoke. So, uh, it, just best practices as far as that goes. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I never really thought about it before. I mean, I've, you know, admittedly, I don't, think i've ever done the false light i could argue that i have unintentionally you yeah. know what i mean yeah <laughs> but the match head flew off yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, let, let, let's be honest dude that was that was not intentional no. well and for me again this is something that you know i didn't really advocate for for uh for quite a while uh you know i didn't really use myself but uh i think for a lot of uh different cuts of tobacco it seems to be helpful and uh and it also is just kind of part of you know the fun process of you know, it's a one step you can kind of add to your ritual right. but also that i think will help make your smoking experience more successful so good um good. so some uh, just some tips on lighting implements you know as you're lighting your your pipe of course uh matches are the classic tool to to use to burn to light your pipe uh, i've got some strike on the box matches here uh from diamond these are you know inexpensive uh, you know, the purist is going to tell you to reach for a match. I'm not about, but Bo's cringing because he thinks I'm about to light this in his, uh, in, in his studio. I'm not, uh, I, but it was worth, it was worth, you know, pretending like I was because, uh-huh. because of the, the, uh, the reaction I got is fa- yeah. fantastic. But, um, that was great. I, yeah, my, my pipe is right here and I'm going to pull it out. Yeah, now, yeah, but that, Bo that, also would be terrified. That'd but, be terrifying. um, after you strike your match, you're going to um, let the sulfur burn off of the end of it before you apply the flame to your to your tobacco. Another thing to keep in mind too is we want the flame to be wide enough to sustain itself. So if you if you strike your match and then hold the flame to your pipe immediately, mm-hmm. a lot of times the flame is not mature enough to um, sustain itself through the act of puffing. So if a if a stray a uh, puff or gust of wind does go by the flame, uh, it's going to very, very easily go out. So what I do often, after I strike the match, I'll actually turn uh, turn the match up. That's right. In other words, I'll, I'll be taking, if you're, if you're listening, I'll, I'll point the head of the match towards the ground and hold the bottom of the match uh, up, kind of maybe at a 45-degree angle. And that way, what you're doing, not only are you letting the sulfur burn off, but you're also allow- allowing that uh, flame to travel up the match and, and the base of the flame will widen. Exactly. Uh, and so you're getting a wider flame there. Uh, so it's, it's burning, uh, more wood at once and you're going to, uh, have a better sustained fire there, uh, before you light your pipe. Yeah. So just remember um, that fire always travels up. It doesn't, it, it doesn't right. No, that's out. right. It travels yeah. up. Yeah. No, that, 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 you know, it, at least with the match, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, so matches are good. It helps you kind of slow the, uh, slow the, um, the process down. You can be very focused with your with your match. Another option is the sulfur free match. Uh, with us at the Squire, we sell the Swan Vestas. Great match. A uh, little little expensive, you know, on the expensive side, but they're awesome. Uh, a lot of times, what I'll do with these is I'll I'll light the match um, and then uh, use it and then put it out for the for the false light. And then I'll actually light the match with a lighter <laughs> the second time, just so I don't use another match. Uh, but you know the point is here. I get to use the match 
uh, stick a couple times uh, throughout the process. Great match, sulfur free, uh, a little more expensive. You know, these are not, you're not going to go around just, uh, you know, lighting every candle uh, you've got with this or that kind of thing, but, but a great, a great lighter uh, for your pipe. So uh, lighters, uh, you know, I've evolved on this subject as well. Uh, of course, we recommend lighters that use a clean fuel. Butane is, uh, you know, is the is the best. Um, a purist is going to tell you to smoke a match. And a lot of new pipe smokers, they come into the shop and they think, okay, well, I need matches because that's what Sherlock Holmes would have used or, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know if that's true. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know, uh, so you're going to, you know, the, pur- the, the new smoker is going to come in and they're going to be like, well, I really want to use a match because that's the real way to do it, you know. Mm. The that's fine, but the the problem with that, and one thing I've learned on being on my side of the counter oh, uh, of this is that a lot of times the new smoker gets overwhelmed with all the minutia of pipe smoking. Right? Oh my Absolutely. gosh, I have to light it a certain way. Uh, I have to pick a certain kind of pipe for a certain type of tobacco. Uh, what about these filters? Uh, the cleaning is you know weird process I've never thought about. Um, you know, where am I going to put all these knickknacks that I have for my pipe? And so the, the, the concept of monkeying with uh, matches are, can be more daunting than you would think, okay? Especially, most people are smoking outside. Now, we've talked about this a lot. If you smoke outside, you know, the wind is much more likely nowadays to, to put your pipe out or to put your, your match out than, uh, than a lighter. You know, matches are great if you're smoking inside. But most people don't smoke inside anymore. They smoke outside. And right. so if you're a new pipe smoker, um, entertain the idea of an inexpensive lighter. Um, you know, I, I really think you're going to enjoy um, the process better. And then if you build up to a match or if you do wind up uh, smoking inside more often, um, you know, then then maybe, you know, stick your toe in that in that water occasionally. But um, I just I, I've seen this over and over. A lot of times new smokers get really flustered with just all the. Uh, all the various knickknacks and accessories and even like, you know, this, the small things like, where do I put all this stuff, you know, and they're carrying around these little grocery sacks full of their pipe paraphernalia. And, uh, you, you know, it can be kind of overwhelming. So uh. Uh, my key is on this, just find, find a lighting implement of, of whatever nature, you know, of, of whatever, you know, whatever is going to suit your current situation, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, the purist might hate to hate to hear this, but a lot of times that's a big lighter. You know, some of our, uh, you know, best customers and most sophisticated pipe smokers, um, you know, that's not what I do, but they use Bic lighters. You know, it's something that's uh, easy. They're always around. They're inexpensive. Uh, they're relatively, you know, wind resistant. I mean, compared to a match. Um, and so, you know, if you're a new pipe smoker, you know, a Bic lighter, if, 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 if a match is going to keep you from smoking your pipe. Sure then get a Bic lighter. All right, all right. You know what I mean? Well, all right, let me let me I'll let me say this. I mean, like you've obviously you've got way more experience being behind the bar and having these newbies come in. But as someone who has been more recently a newbie, I I would I would argue that the control that you have with a match is crucial to learning the technique of lighting your pipe in a way that most lighters, especially for a newbie who's not really that. willing to like drop the kind of money that you need for a proper pipe lighter. Yeah. Like I I feel like like a match is is the go-to. But in the end, you're right. I mean, whatever yeah. whatever works best for you, whatever you feel most comfortable with is the way to go. But to learn how to light your pipe right, I would strongly recommend finding a scenario where you're not having to contend with the wind and where you can use a match. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Cuz I hadn't yeah. thought about the weather part. That's a good that's a good point. But yeah. I you know, when you're starting out, I optimal conditions are is obviously preferred no matter what the situation is, but especially when you're starting out so that you can get that technique right. And then you can yeah. go from there and then use whatever you want in the future. Well, and I will say personally, if I ever have the opportunity to use a match, you know, because of the conditions, I'm always going to get a better light in that case than I am with a with a lighter, at least on average. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, I, I just want new smokers to not be discouraged. Like if if using a match is what you get most frustrated with, because uh-huh. some people cannot keep matches lit, like they don't have the uh, coordination or, you know, whatever. The, I don't believe that exists. It's, it, Is that a thing? You should see it in oh, the wow. shop. Yeah. People like <laughs> puff, you know, the, the people, the way people struggle sometimes just new smokers with yeah. the awkwardness of, of keeping the match lit and, and puffing their pipe at the same time and like kind of, uh, putting all that together, you know, and uh, puffing and blowing the match out, all this kind of stuff. Like some people just struggle <laughs> with that kind of <laughs> right, thing, right, you right. know? So I, I, if the match is what in the end keeps you from smoking your pipe, 
then then grab a lighter. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just just do it. Yeah, so I see it. Um, anyway, just just some <laughs> options. Uh, one last thing I'll say: we highly do not recommend torch lighters uh, for for lighting your pipe. It's just too hard on the pipe. It, it will relight the pipe easy. Uh, and a lot of people will will and even seasoned pipe smokers they stick to the torch because uh, you know they can get that pipe lit instantly. Uh, very easily. It's just it's just too doggone hard on the pipe. The joke at the shop is, um, you know, if you're going to use a torch lighter to light your pipe at the Country Squire, you need to be uh, at least 33 and a half inches uh, away from my face. And 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 that's because that's the <laughs> link. That's that's the distance from my face to my fist uh, to that, uh-huh. that that will rip the the torch lighter out of your hand. So so if you're going to use a torch at the, right, at the shop, right. you need to be at least 33 and a half inches away from from John David, but at face. the same and, and, time, and then you're safe. But at the same time, if you you got that you got that uh, torch lighter deterrent, you know, in no, that zone, not, that's no, the torch light torch lighter deterrent zone. Deterrent right zone. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in Parliament where they've got those two stripes uh, going down uh, the middle of Parliament, and and the the reason those two stripes are there is from like the 1600s. Uh-huh. It's because they 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 realize that at that distance is the distance where two swords could not touch each other Interesting. kind of thing. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's just the safe zone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so that's, right. uh, that's lighting your pipe and uh, hopefully that'll, that'll be helpful to um, either new smokers or, or seasoned ones. And uh, we, we, you know, would love your feedback on that too. Absolutely. And Hey, if you are starting off, if you are kind of new to pipe smoking, maybe, maybe you don't have a pipe, maybe you're kind of just considering what to do next. Um, you know, we we strongly recommend uh, a great, good quality corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Now, the great thing about Missouri Meerschaum is you've got some extremely good quality corn cob pipes. And while you know, you you know, you, you may be dropping some big dollars for that design, that pipe that you have that you're you're looking towards. Maybe you're maybe you're one of these people that's like, oh, I want to try it first and like get down the technique before I actually drop the dollars on that two hundred dollar pipe or whatever yeah. it may be that you want. Yeah. Missouri Meerschaum is not a bad way to enter into the space. In fact, you can not get one, but in fact, two pipes through their Country Gentleman gift set. That's right. That's right. We love the Country Gentleman gift set because it's an opportunity to get a bent pipe and a straight pipe uh, together, all for a retail value of under thirty dollars. Yeah. Right? So you know, a lot of a lot of times, uh, you know, on uh, briar pipes, you can spend you know upwards of fifty dollars for your starter pipe. Here you get two great entry level pipes uh, that you know if you take care of them will last a lifetime, and 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 you get both of them for under thirty dollars. This way, uh, you have the opportunity to experience uh, the difference between a bent and a straight pipe. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, when they jump in, they're like, "Well, I don't know which one to get. Right. I like the look of a, a bent pipe, but I hear that straight pipes smoke drier or whatever, you know." And this way, you get to try both and kind of. Uh, see which one you gravitate to more, more, uh, and you get the opportunity with two pipes immediately to start rotating your smoke. Right? We know that's so important uh, with uh, you know letting your pipe cool down. Uh, your your the flavors of the tobacco won't bleed over as much, and uh, and you know with the Missouri Meerschaum you'll get a, a high quality, uh, clean, uh, pure smoke each time. Absolutely. So, uh, the two pipe country gentleman gift set. You can uh, find out more about it at corncobpipe.com or at your local. Uh, you know, pipe retailer, and uh, we uh, encourage you to tweet a photo in of you smoking your country gentleman uh, pipe, and if you do, we'll tweet that out too, and uh, let the folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Absolutely, man. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week coming in from Stephen Berger. Uh, Steven says, my all-time favorite tobacco was Frogmorton. Boy, who's what? <laughs> I feel like we need a little, play, a little sad violin music. I know, right? On. Somewhere uh, on earth, Mike McNeil is, is playing us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, does the Squire have something similar? Or if not, what, alter- uh, what alternatives would you recommend? Yeah. Uh, a lot of folks uh, have, for whatever reason, this is so, so interesting, but um, Stephen, a lot of folks have found the Country Squire uh, not because Country Squire Radio, although that's you know been a been a big uh, reason why there's so many people you know kind of come into our shop nowadays from all over the world, but but a lot of people recently have found the Country Squire because they've been looking for a Frogmorton alternative, and uh, the Frogmorton alternative that you know for whatever reason has uh, just really caught on. We're we're very proud of it uh, and very fortunate. But that reason is Shepherd's Pie. Shepherd's uh, Pie. Shepherd's Pie. Um, we're we're very proud of it. It's a very complex blend. Uh, it is, you know, b- far and above most, uh, you know, tin uh, tobaccos as far as quality goes. The, you know, amount of 
uh, premium ingredients in it is just um, I, I don't I don't know. It's it's really it's really something. We're we're very proud of it, and and it only gets a lot better with uh, a little age on it. And so uh, I would highly recommend our shepherd's pie. I think it's a good. Uh, opportunity for you to um get pretty close to Frogmorton. Yeah, I, I really do. It's certainly the closest we've ever made, and uh and and people have kind of caught on to it around, and uh, we're we're really happy about that, and very very honored. Yeah, that's good. Man. Ch- check that out. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, you know I I, I got to tell this story real quick. So you know we've got our uh, our pirate group that plays on Sea of Thieves, the uh, yeah. the Squire Scallywags, and uh, me and Ed, I think it was me and Ed. I don't I don't think Mark was there that night. We um uh, he may have been. We we were we were out. And uh, we had just done this like big event. They call them squ- skull forts, where you go and you fight a bunch of skeletons, and you know you want to <laughs> you know take over their fort so that you can uh, unlock their treasure. The treasure is held within this big vault, and in order to get the vault, yeah. you need the key. The key is this round-looking tin-looking thing. It glows green with everything else, but it's just this basically the small round thing that you hold in your hand. Looks just like a tin of tobacco. And as we were kind of finishing the night, we got the key. We were worried that some other pirates in the area may come <laughs> after us if, uh-huh. if they knew that we had we, we had already opened up the, uh, the vault. So we have this code language in game, you know, as the Squire Scallywags. You know, we've right. got the, our barrels of Perique. Oh, yeah, are yeah. The I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. And, you know, Burley's the gold and, and that sort of thing. And so for the key, we didn't have a code word. So in the midst of everything that's going down, <laughs> we have a ship that's approaching the island where we're trying to hide out. And I'm like, Ed. Be sure to take that tin of Frog Morton to the cellar, all right, buddy? <laughs> Knew exactly what I was talking about. Because <laughs> like, this awesome. is like the most coveted item in the entire game. <laughs> so we decided that we had to give it the code name of Frog <laughs> But man, Shepherd's Pie. Maybe we should start calling it Shepherd's Pie. If Shepherd's Pie ever was tinned, that would be, uh, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, you never know. It's something that uh, we may explore at some point. That but uh, anyway, great, uh, great tobacco. We're, we're really proud of it. There's... Uh, different ones, uh, you know, we've heard of Rattray's Bagpiper being mm-hmm. close, uh, Cornell and Deal, uh, Mississippi Mud, uh, has some Black Cavendish and also a little um, Perique in there, uh, if you're looking for something maybe closer to the, the Bayou uh, iteration of that. Um, we've heard of uh, Boswell's Countryside Mixture, uh, that's also supposed to be pretty good, so just some different options for you, um, uh, you know, that, uh, that you might look into. So. Yeah, and Hock to the Love, Dr. Sand, Presbyterian. Uh, as, as a possible yeah i could see that presbyterian i don't think is quite as uh soft but uh i wouldn't have made that connection but yeah i yeah i don't know many soft presbyterians so. <laughs> there's not many i know you could be soft boat uh, occasionally occasionally yeah all right well great question <laughs> Stephen. thank you so much and hey if you've got a pipe question of the week for us be sure to send that in show at countrysquireradio.com that's show at countrysquireradio.com quick fire with, with the squire, squire. All right, quick fire questions brought to us by our good friends at the Tin Society. More on that in just a moment. Are you ready, John David, for some yes. quick fire questions? Bring it. All right, Christopher Deer sends these in. That's okay. Deer with an extra E. Okay. Uh, Clint Eastwood or John Wayne? That's a that's a dang yeah dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Um, I'm gonna go with Clint Eastwood because of the cigar. Okay, interesting. I, I'm to go with him because of the cigar i was gonna ask if it's because like generationally we're more yeah. connected to clint eastwood well that might have something to do with it but I, I i don't know man it's it's hard to go against john Wayne. but uh um it, it doesn't mean i don't like john wayne it's just ah, i'm gonna go with clint eastwood yeah i'm gonna have to go with clint eastwood as well i mean I, they're, uh, mm, yeah yeah clint eastwood uh pecans or almonds Rem- almond, almonds by a hair Really? Yeah, I love pecans. Where, where is your Mississippi card? I, I, I'm gonna have to take that back. I, from you. I, I love um, I love pecans, but almonds by by hair. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely pecans all the way. I love, now, are you a you're you're pecan, not pecan, right? Well, I don't know what a pecan is, but I I know what the bathrooms pe- down the hall. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I good. know I know yeah. what pecans. Right, well, at least are. we're on the same uh, on the same page. Absolutely, oh, that's good. Absolutely, yeah. So pecans, pecans all the way. <laughs> uh, bulldogs or Rhodesian? Oh. <laughs> Okay. Admittedly, when I was reading this, I was thinking he meant dogs. Bulldog or Rhodesian pipe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you could go, uh, you could go both it, ways. It goes both ways, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I probably used to be a Rhodesian guy between these two, but I think I'm more on the bulldog uh, train now. I typically don't like pipes with lot of, lots of angles, like mm, harsh, mm. harsh angles, right angles, or, or points on them. I like things that are just real smooth. It just kind of suits me on a, a tactile level. But for some reason, the bulldog... Uh, is the one exception to that I like? A, I like an angled shank on the uh, on the bulldog. You know the bulldog too. Like it's one of those pipes that looks good on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like it. It's just it. I, my face goes well with a bulldog, so I'm I'm gonna go with 
bulldog. Okay. Maybe it's just because my face looks like a bulldog. Yeah, might be. Uh, uh, it's the jowl. <laughs> yeah. Venus or Mars? Um, Mars. In terms of like, what? Why? Why? Why Mars? Uh, well, because maybe we could live there one day. Interesting. And with Venus, we most likely couldn't. I'm gonna go with Venus, ladies. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of anticipation about Mars. Yeah. We've got a lot of probes going there. The the surface of Venus is like, I don't know, what what is it, like 800 degrees Fahrenheit or something? Yeah. Like, we, you know, humans will never have any type of presence on Venus. I thought, know? oh, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, um, they, they said there is an opportunity. Well, I say that's true. You never know. You never know where technology is going to take us. Like, a three, 300, like, from in our lifetime, that's likely not going to happen. But you never know. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. You might have a um. What do you what do you call that device in in, in Star Star Trek where the uh, uh where the thing goes in and it makes everything livable, the Earth like a terraform Ter- terraform kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was, I, I think that even that is more likely on Mars than it is Venus. But you never know. I'm just right. saying the first the first two probes that were sent to to Venus uh, melted like within 30 <laughs> seconds on uh, uh you know upon entering the atmosphere. Yeah, so yeah. Just, just saying. All right, and I know it's called Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Lone Ranger or Zorro. <laughs> Um, I'll go with Zorro. Zorro's way cooler. I like than Lone I like Ranger. Zorro. Yeah, and I mean, like Lone Ranger is cool. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to dismiss Lone Ranger, but like, in all fairness, that that reboot movie thing that Disney tried uh-huh. like really hurt the Lone Ranger's cool factor, <laughs> and I think that's because that's a character that existed in a time and place that probably cannot be like you know replicated yeah you can't reboot the lone ranger just yeah just you know leave the lone ranger alone zoro though i do feel like has staying power (laughs) and like you could have like several zoro zoro like has kind of a batman-esque like mantle nature to it whereas the whereas the lone ranger is just a mask i don't i don't know zoro all the way (laughs) plus you get a no that's true he leaves his mark yeah somehow it always rips the shirt up without you know scarring the murder he's that good he's just that he's just that good yeah uh, all right, so there you go. <laughs> quick fire questions. Uh, the great quick fire questions, Christopher. Uh, and of course, these were brought to us by our good friends at the Tin Society. Yes. Now, the Tin Society, of course, is a great way to expand your palate and what you want to learn in the tobacco world. This is the box monthly subscription service that exists for the pipe community, uh, where every single month you have curated tobacco sent to your door. You open it up and it's like a surprise. You you bust it open. You've got a nice list of the tobaccos that are in, great descriptions, uh, even going into the various flavor palettes for the tobaccos that you're going to have. I love that. And the cool thing too is, you know, occasionally you find a little something, something extra in the in the box as they well. Throwing some surprises, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think my favorite part about the Tin Society is how special it makes me feel when the box <laughs> comes each month. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, and, and maybe that is the part of the box concept that's so awesome, but each month... Uh, you, you literally just don't know what's coming, and then you get this really beautiful little package. And, and when you open it, the with the uh, you know the foil and the the um, you know wrapping paper and all this stuff, it just uh, the the presentation is awesome. They go above and beyond. They we're really, really do. We're really proud of what they do. They're industry leader in this, and um, and and you know the great thing too is the tobacco samples they give you. This is not one bowl full. You know you're going to get the opportunity to try several bowls of each tobacco that they offer. Uh, along with tasting notes and descriptions and uh, just to give you an opportunity to try things that might be out of your wheelhouse, maybe you've never heard of or or maybe you've heard of but haven't had the chance to try yet. So uh, these are popular tobaccos, obscure tobaccos, and all over the board. So um, anyway, check out the folks at the Tin Society. You can go to tinsociety.com. And uh, what's the what's the code they enter both? That's for right. A, uh, for a for a twenty percent off their first month's purchase. Twenty percent off your first month's perfect purchase when you use the code Squire at tensociety.com. Again, that's t- Squire at tensociety.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. It's a great listener feedback. In first yeah. one is up from George. Uh, just George. What did George have to say? Just George. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm curious as to what George has to say. You, that's. <laughs> I got kids. Someone man. get yeah, I know I right. So, someone get the hook and and <laughs> pull them off the stage. A while back, you mentioned the Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, they're a double A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays and adopted the name when they moved from Orlando. According to Wikipedia, biscuits are shot from an air cannon into the stands during home games. The team generated quite a bit of publicity lately when it sponsored a millennial night that featured things like designated napping areas, participation ribbons for everyone, and selfie stations. The team's <laughs> the team took some heat from uh, from those who didn't see it as uh, the fun self uh, de- self 
referential uh, event that it was intended self uh, self referential or uh, self deprecating self deprecating of event that it was intended. Uh, you can find several stories by googling it. Uh, as always, thanks for the great podcast, George. This was awesome. So the Montgomery Biscuits, they are a uh, of course the Double A uh, baseball team there at Montgomery. We've got several listeners in Montgomery, of course. Um, the Ten Society's based out of Montgomery. Yeah, love, love those guys. But um, anyway, they did. They had this Millennial Night not too long ago. And, uh, of course, they had their napping stations and selfie stations. And uh, I, I think they were serving, like, avocado toast at the uh, concession stands and things like that. What, what, I, what I love about this was the aftermath. Because the, the people putting this on were millennials, right? The pe- like, the right. people in the box office that do all the events. It's a wink and a these nod. Are all, and a, these yeah. are all 28-year-olds doing this stuff, right? All the baseball players on the team, they're all really young. You know, so it's millennials putting this on. But of course, the aftermath was so beautiful because they did all these news stories on how offended people were. And, and, and so they got all these people on camera. I'm just so offended. You're making right. fun of millennials and just offended. And you, I mean, you, you should see how hard it is for us to struggle. And, and so it was just a beautiful cap to, to the offense that millennials took from Millennial Night. Yeah. And, I, and it, although was, it was very apropos. I, it could be very, very intentional, though. You know what I mean? Perhaps, perhaps the uh, even the the outrage was somewhat staged. Wait, no, man, it could have been. It yeah, been. It, it, regardless, it was very millennial. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was I was for it. Yeah, as it, you know, I, it, it's it's terrible to say, but most uh, scales would classify you and I as a millennial. Yeah, even, even though I think you know, I by like a year, by like a year, you know, even though we grew up like with technology and <laughs> and we know, we've held the same job for like you know right well, you know, more than two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, anyway, all that to say, it's a, it, it, I, right. I as a quote unquote millennial, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It, right, so, yeah. I was at the but the first job out of college, I was at I was with that company for seven years, like which is that's like pretty good, unheard of for millennials. Yeah, uh, that's good. And I, I mean, you too, right? No, no, no! Is that not Goodness, right? no. Okay, no. I was a. How long wreck. have you been at the Squire? Uh, this has by far the longest job I've ever had. I, I've been at the Squire for seven years now. Yeah. Uh, but before that, yeah, I mean, I was like once every year. I was classic, yeah, but you classic went, millennial. You never went back lived, and never forth lived to in school, the parents' though. basement, you know. But yeah. Um, but you know, um, it probably did get, uh, you know, a, a free meal or two from them. Uh, that came at a very timely moment. Interesting. So. All right. Good deal. <laughs> great, great, great feedback, George. Thanks for that so much. We also have Ryland Brown who writes in. Uh, been listening to the show for several months now and want to say how much I enjoy your work. I've been a pipe smoker for close to 20 years, and your humility, sense of community, and breadth of depth of knowledge enhance and enrich the pipe smoking community. In a culture that often prizes expedience over the experience, you all have an ability to lovingly and humorously fight against the current. <laughs> <laughs> JD, thank you for White Rose. You hit the, this tobacco out of the park. I've smoked a lot of blends and have come across many that are similar. However, White Rose is a unique uh, and has, is unique and has firmly taken a spot on my desert island list. <laughs> uh, let's see, you've done the pipe smoking community a favor by creating something that's good. Uh, hope to make it to the shop someday. Keep up the good work, and that's from our friend Rylan Brown. Rylan, incredibly gracious uh, comments, man. And of course, um, I, you know, every time. Uh, someone says something that nice. Uh, all I can do is say um, say that we're honored. So uh, anyway, thank you so much. I'm glad you glad you found us, brother. Um, also, great great stuff on Twitter tonight. This yeah, was man. pretty cool. Um, earlier last week, uh, our friend Byron Fist he was in Houston and was like, "Hey, what's that pipe shop you guys always talk about in Houston?" I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it's funny. I get a uh, a text actually from my friend Tanner Tanner Hollier. Uh, who works at the Briar Shop in Houston, and he's like, "Hey, you just sent us a customer." And I was like, "I did." And apparently, uh, <laughs> Byron, uh, you remembered us talking about the Briar Shop there, uh, there in Houston, and uh, and was able to go by and meet some of the guys and uh, just check out a really classy shop. If you're in Houston, or you know, if you're traveling through, check out the Briar Shop. It's like if the Country Squire had a sophisticated older brother. Uh, that would be the Briar Shop. Like, you know, that he's wearing like his Oxford shoes and his button-up shirt. And the country squire is wearing like his overalls and has got a piece of grass in his mouth. It's that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but the, yeah, but, yeah. but the, the feel is similar, you know, everyone's down to earth and all that. So it's uh it it's good. We got Brendan Marchoni who's uh drinking some boodles tonight and is eternally grateful for that uh recommendation. What else we got tonight? Um thanks for saying the date of the long smoke competition, planning on coming from Arkansas for yeah. the competition and also for the first pilgrimage. Uh, and that's from the Rilio Dilio Yo on uh, on Twitter. So <laughs> that's man, awesome. that's exciting, brother. We're uh, we're we're fired up about that. It'd be good to have you down from the natural state 
Um, and uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Uh, uh, also, Hawker the Love Doctor, one of our dear friends and longtime listeners, he says, using a pipe cleaner during a bowl is a great thing to do too. It can help unclog the bowl and also soak up the moisture. Highly recommend that. If you've got a pipe where you're not using a filter, uh, take a pipe cleaner in the middle of that smoke. If you're, especially if it's a long smoke, run that baby in there, uh, through there without putting your pipe out or anything, just kind of gently run it in and out. Uh, it'll soak up a lot of that moisture and really makes the experience, uh, a lot more enjoyable, I think. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Great feedback throughout the, uh, throughout the show today. And, uh, Hey, if you've got some feedback for us, love getting that. You can tweet us throughout the week. You can email those in, head over to Facebook where you can uh, send those comments over through the Facebook page. But of course, if you did want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can tweet us. Uh, I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. And of course, the uh, show's handles at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com, where you're able to tune into the live show. Now, we did things a little bit uh, differently today. We got a holiday going on right now, so we thought we'd, uh, you know, mix things up a little bit, do things a little bit earlier. And to be honest, we're not as young as we once once were. So uh, so finding earlier times to do the live show <laughs> may be in the very, very near future. But we'll have more information on that as that gets. Yeah, we're kicking it around. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But, uh, but one way or the other, we'd love for you to, uh, yeah, to, to find us, uh, connect with us. Again, all those social media informations can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. So yeah, so it's fun. I, I, anytime yeah. we do a pipe smoking 101, like it really does, it feels good because like, I've just seen it in the numbers. I always know that is a huge entry point for a lot of new, uh, not a lot of new listeners because they are specifically seeking out this kind of information. Yeah. W- weren't even necessarily, you know, seeking us out. They were seeking help and, exactly. then, and then stumble upon us and then stumble upon these episodes. So, um, yeah, I, I do feel like, you know, we're doing uh, kind of a service to the community. So if you've got any pipe smoking 101 uh, tips, maybe episode ideas, uh, tweet those in, uh, write those into us. We'd love to you know, maybe pursue some of those things, but uh, just a good opportunity to get back to the basics. And uh, frankly, it, it helps us a lot too, uh, even if we've been around a while. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a Labor Dude, Day. Dude, happy Labor Day. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Mm-hmm.